We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's it's when, when you're talking about like in the air. There's only really there's only there's not a like as as high as you can jump. That's one thing. Yeah. The difference between a Michael Jordan and a LeBron James jumping mm-hmm. is one looks better in the air. Grace. He do this. Understanding his body. Mm-hmm. Understanding how to move. Like you're painting in the air. Mm-hmm. There's only. There's only a few people that can do that. And it has nothing to do with the jumping ability itself. It's just, he has a 38 inch vertical, but he can make it look like a 46. Actually, I'll challenge you on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything, everything tracks back to markets, right? Mm-hmm. Athletes are a market and you know, you got a f- $47 million a year as like the, the pinnacle of that market. So everybody's going to flood into that. Mm-hmm. Right. But who makes that very, very top of that pyramid? It's guys that are built a certain way, have certain genetic advantages, not all, but by and large rank and file. Right. Mm-hmm. That's who get those gets those jobs. And then there are a few outliers like John Moran or Steph or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, but the reality is, when you walk down that pyramid, even a little bit, you start running into a lot of talent, a lot of really amazing talent that just haven't had the opportunity. So we think that there's like a ton of like incredible athletes that just don't have a road because they don't have the build or the genetics or what have you to be able to get to the, the, the top of that pyramid. Yeah. I mean, I agree with, with Mason that too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, those guys that's coming out of the, maybe D3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Them guys might be the, the hogs that go out there because they really want it. They don't really care too much. You know, you you lose that 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 uh, that sense of trying to stay on your feet in slam ball. That's what I look at when I see another guy trying to play. Like, he's trying to, he's trying to land on his feet too much, you know? So eventually he's going to reach to a point where he don't want to go no higher. Yeah, you know, because yeah. he can't control yeah. his body. <laughs> <laughs> now he's scared. I'm done. He's done. He's out of here, you know. But the guys that really don't care, they'll test the limit and just go as far as they can and just know that you can just bail out and just fall. Take a, You know, you're going to be more uh, safe if you fall out and land on your on your side yeah. than you are landing on your feet. So once you grasp that idea, then I'm, that's the guys I'm looking at first, you yeah. know. 
We had a guy come out who to our camp who had the best basketball resume probably that's ever tried out for slam ball. I'm not gonna name his name or anything, but drop the dime, man. You need it. This guy, this guy, no, was, this guy was better. That had a better resume than anybody that ever tried out for slam ball. Like four years of college, all conference, the whole nine yards, like first team all conference. You know, cusp all American, all that kind of stuff. And he came out and did the training, was a total pro about it. Um, but he had this chip on his shoulder, like, I'm about to kill all these guys. And then he's driving on a sideline fast break. Some linebacker dude comes and knocks him over the glass into the team box. And he and I saw him just get up, shake his head, and he just walked out of the building. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. It's like you got to be built for this. A lot of Hoopers not built for that. I, I, I would probably do the <laughs> same thing. No, it's like elements. Like it's just elements in – you, it's stars in different. It's going to be stars in different parts of the game. That's right. Because you're going to be great at what you do. Um, you you <laughs> one of them, bro. Like you know. Like it's just it's just one of those things. Like like even if, like let's just say someone has a 48 inch vertical, right? Mm. And he has all the grace in the in the world, mm. but he don't want to get hit. Yeah. Right. He can't be a star. Nah. <laughs> he, he can't be a star. Like, no matter how good he looks, he can't be a star. He, and Or you got someone who's actually scared of heights. <laughs> I was a... <laughs> just because when you say, like, them limits, you there's a certain range where certain people's minds, like, this is too high for me. Yeah. I was a, 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 at City Walk. I was a, a, what's the walk climbing? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. an instructor in my, my junior year. But I was scared of heights. <laughs> so I used to have to practice and like, I will go, get, go as fast as I want to a certain certain one and I wouldn't go no more. It's like, all right, come on down. Like, and it's, that's gonna be some people's minds. Like you get to a certain height. So it's like trying to figure out how do you, how do you test guys mentally to know their their capability. Yeah, it's all between the ears, right? So guy, when you, when you get up in the air, you're actually decelerating as fast as physics will allow. So by the time you look at it on TV and somebody runs and then they hit and then they come down and it looks like a car crash in NASCAR and you're like, oh my God. But by the time they make any kind of contact, they've completely slowed down. Mm -hmm. And now you're just your brother and sister like falling in a trampoline in the Mm -hmm. backyard, right? Happens 10,000 times every hour everywhere in America. Mm -hmm. And Actually, the higher you get, the more time you have to like figure out how you're going to fall, right? And in basketball, you're always trying to land to your feet. In slam ball, once you take off towards the hoop, you're not trying to land to your feet. You're just trying to crash out safely to your side or your Mm -hmm. back or your front. And it it typically works out really well. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's going to be great just because there's been so much experience since, right? Right. Um, Um, with, you know, Dojo Boom, the places we go to, me and the kids, like my, my yeah. son's sister and flips all day. They have now basketball courts. Yeah. So all the yeah. kids go there just to try to dunk on each other. So you really do have a lot of, you have a lot more experience right. with guys jumping, kids jumping, yeah. knowing how to land. Well, how can I get you on the slam ball court? Like withstand, because that's 20 million views on YouTube. <laughs> that's like 40 million views on TikTok. Like right there. I, I, listen, I jump, and higher, you're afraid of I jump higher off the floor than I want on the trampoline. I'll be sitting like, ah, 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 
Okay. <laughs> that's great. Before we go any further, Bill, you were a rock climbing instructor? Yeah, yeah that's wild. Junior what? High school, college? Junior in high? Come on, I didn't even go to, I, mean, I wasn't even junior high okay. school, college. Okay. My bad, Gil. You're right. High school. Like, you know, the summer jobs. How much do they pay you an hour? Like five dollars an hour. Hmm. It was family friend. Right? I was just happy to get paid. I was getting paid. Is that how you paid for this house? Like, by the way, what about this house? Like, there's a talking octopus back there. Like, how this this house is amazing. Who hurt you, Gil? Who hurt you? What, what are you trying to buy to to fill that hole in your house? It was it was right when Donald Trump kicked in, right? So the, the, the you know the market was coming down. People were trying to offset. So when I was looking house looking yeah um i just seen a guy who had a lot of property and i was like okay a lot of these properties are on sale right mm -hmm. so you see you're trying to see he's uh he's trying to cash out mm -hmm. so i just i seen it it was at three four Whoa. two one cash was that it he's like all right Damn. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. No argument here. Yeah. That's right? amazing. You know, and then uh, I just sat on it trying to figure out what I was going to do. Wasn't even looking for a house. Wow. And then, you know, he took the offer without any bite. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to do a house. You should have a property brother show. That was amazing. That's cool. Man. And I'm not nosy, but I did look at the Zillow's estimate not too long ago, so you definitely came up on that one. That was a good move. <laughs> Savvy business move. Savvy business move. Local. So let's stand talk a little bit about the OG days of Slam Ball. What are your favorite memories from back in those days? I don't know. I guess when when uh, Michael Blanks flew up to court. No, that ain't my first. No, <laughs> we didn't have it first uh, when we first did it. We didn't have no no. Uh, with no barrier. No, we side. could we could only afford the hockey wall on one yeah, side of the court. Yeah, on one side. So the other side was just in the the, the court is six feet off the ground, mm. like the whole platform. So this whole side right here is if you go too far, you fall off. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and then you're trying to get used to the trampolines or whatever. And you, you know when you're on that side because you're going to cut your bounce short a little bit. Mm. And some people didn't cut their bounce short. But that was my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part was... <laughs> my favorite part was... Uh, uh, no, I think for me more gratifying was when I when I when Mason sent me and him and Mike Tolan gave me the okay to to go to China, and then I got to I got to train about maybe what a thousand kids, thousand fifteen hundred kids, something like that, you know, um, in China just on slam ball. We got our slam ball court on college universities in China. You know, I'm on Peking University, I'm on Wuhan University, I'm Nanjing University. Like these are huge places in, in China that that respectfully are like Princeton and Howard, you know, um, and we have our slam ball court in there. And I got tons of, I got eight teams at each court that's all training to play slam ball tournaments. So I end up with 32 teams playing a, turn, playing a, a university slam ball tournament and um, training people how to train and slam ball is like, so just coming from all the way back then to East LA, going through all this slam ball stuff. Mm -hmm. We went up, down. We thought we was gonna make it. I was like, we about to get this spread. I thought I was gonna be in here with this. <laughs> and, then, and then we come back and then it's like, we gotta rebuild again. You know, we wasn't ready. We didn't have social media. We didn't have all these other platforms to help boost us, but we always been on TV. We always had something really positive that's, that said, this is something, this is something we didn't mm -hmm. give up. And so going from the beginning to there 
and now here, this, this is just it's gratifying for me. I, I can't really call like what's the best thing, but that for me that was that was huge going to to influence the game from a grassroots level. Um, I'm gonna raise my hand, and I think I'm gonna stop with the uh, '80s players. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop. The reason why is this: I was I was watching slam ball. I <laughs> I seen it, right? And when you said this is the Dr. J, right? And the problem with the Dr. J is there's going to be a Jordan. Then there's going to be a LeBron and a Kobe, yeah. right? Yeah. And we and once the Jordan comes and all that, we forget about the originator, mm. right? And the frustration of the originator, which you guys are lucky that this infrastructure wasn't in and we didn't have the infrastructure when I was there because it wouldn't be no you. Mm. And that's probably the same thing Dr. J is saying about Jordan, mm. that you guys are lucky I didn't have the infrastructure Jordan had or right. I would be Jordan, right? So how I talk shit about the 80s, right? I, I actually get a, a firsthand experience because I was part of it. I looked at it, I was watching it. You know, my friends are in it, my high school teammates are there. Everyone I know was a part of it. And seeing them from the ground, knowing that we didn't have this side of the court, the court started right here. So the things that you guys have now that's making you great, we didn't have, we had to create it. Mm -hmm. So you're looking down on me when I created <laughs> this whole thing you have now from my abilities from the trial. So now I understand the 80s a little bit better when um, they didn't have, they had commercial flights and after games and they had to back to back, they had to sit there and do all. Now I can really understand and this is my fault. I get you, I get you now. <laughs> I get you now, I get you now. Jackie Trouble. I get you now, okay, yeah, I get it, good. I get it now. I that's get cool. It. For sure, for yeah, sure. I was really hard on them, yeah. I was really hard on them. I would tell you um, the story that really jumps out at me is kind of my favorite is when we were in the warehouse in East LA and I had uh, I had basketball guys and I had football guys and the football guys would hit the basketball guys and the basketball guys would throw their hands up and want to fight. <laughs> Like, like the football guys were like, what? I'm just, I'm playing. This, this the game, right? And the football guys didn't know when to stop. Mm -hmm. The basketball guys just couldn't roll with it, right? And I'm just, ah, I'm like this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the? All right, we're gonna go to lunch, all right? Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna come back. We're gonna figure this shit out. And I actually was like yelling. I was yelling yeah. at you yeah. guys. Remember this? Yeah. And I lined them up and I walked back and forth and I was like, this is high school football tough. <laughs> if you can't be high school football tough, you shouldn't get paid to play anything. Mm -hmm. Go back to the YMCA, right? What a reference, YMCA. I, I, think, you said, I think you said get the fuck out of here. I think yeah. I might have said yeah. I don't curse anymore. <laughs> I stopped cursing at some point. But here was the thing. Everybody left to go to lunch and I pulled the, the meanest football dude aside, this guy from Chicago, and I pulled him aside and I said, he was the one that stamped. Was it Chicago? No, uh, no, it was no. in LA, but he no, was. He, was that Chicago? No, 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 His name was Jeff. And I pulled Jeff aside. He was the one Stan wanted to fight every five minutes. And so I pulled Jeff aside and I was like, hey, Jeff, when we come back from, from uh, 
lunch, I'm going to be, I'm going to check into the game and I want you to hit me harder than you've hit anyone in your life and make sure everybody sees it. And I was like, can you do that, Jeff? And Jeff goes, I've been wanting to hit you since <laughs> the first minute of listening to your dumbass talk. Please check into the game. I will make sure I make the most of it. Right. <laughs> and I remember this. I like I checked into the game and everybody was like, what the hell is he in the game? What the hell is he going on? And so they go to inbound the ball and this guy comes running at me from like 25 feet away. And I just turn and he destroys me, cracks three of my ribs and I get up and I'm wheezing, but I keep playing. Mm -hmm. And so Stan and the other basketball players were like, OK, well, if he can get hit mm -hmm. and he's cutting our checks, then maybe we can roll with it. So it was like kind of the glue mm -hmm. of getting basketball and football players to play the same sport was me going to the hospital and <laughs> getting checked out. So. <laughs> I, I broke three ribs for the vision. Yeah. yeah. That's real shit. It's like, I've been waiting for this shit. Let me go ahead and back up, right? Wipe my feet on it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. <laughs> All right, so let's look, obviously, some mixed basketball and football. So I want both of y'all, give me one current NBA player and one current NFL player that you think would be great at Slambo. Ja. I mean, Ja is it, man. Like, if we can find somebody, not necessarily Ja because he's one-on-one, right? But if we can find somebody who makes you feel the way Ja makes you feel on the court, then we're winning. If we can find somebody that makes you feel the way Zion makes you feel when you watch him play. I, was, I feel like Zion, but I'm worried about him hitting that trampoline. Nah, it's it's actually kind of amazing because it's so the action is when it's happening to you, it feels slow, even though on TV, it feels like it's all happening lightning fast. Right. So you actually like get out of the, the hardwood, the hardwood, and then you're flying into the bed and you actually have 
a little bit of a moment to think and consider and figure out, am I going to do a double, you know, a double windmill? Am I going to like, you know, pull the ball through my legs and then go behind my back for a one tray up lob or any number of things. Right. So it, it, it's really like jaw Zion or kind of the, the model Mac McClung, you know, mm-hmm. there was a guy like Mac in slam ball. I think people would go crazy for it. Right. So I think those are kind of the basketball kind of things. And then in the football, it's really DBs, it's linebackers, it's like guys who can come to it and play with like a lot of joy. So like an Odell or someone like that, that really has a ton of personality. And that's the thing is I think we can like select for guys that palpably play with joy and that's going to make you love slam ball. You won't even realize why you love it so much. It's just these guys are having the time of their life. How about the ones that play basketball? Was it Donald? The football player. um, Aaron Donald? Doesn't he play football? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I, I think I mean, he would be a beast on any. Yeah, he's so good. That's why he's dunking on everybody, right? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen him dunking. But oh, he's, when he's hooping? Yeah, in the yeah. offseason? No, who's the one who played in the offseason game? Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Miles Garrett. Yeah, 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 yeah. So somebody like him. Miles Garrett would be the yeah. best. Okay. Like, who's getting in between? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can see that's like, oh. I mean, you know, football dudes are haters by trade. I think eventually they're going to try to take the sport. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're going to try to take over the sport, over the whole sport. Now, you know, take all the basketball guys, move us out. I love that you said that because we tried to get one of the teams called the haters. Oh, <laughs> I bro. thought that would be great. But all we, football players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make them wear helmets and cover them. Yeah. They got so much anger and angst underneath the helmet because nobody can see their face. <laughs> That's the funny part. Just naturally football players. Why is that? Football players and basketball players just has this option theory. So there's like 50 of them in the league, right? And Kyle just like 90. So nobody knows who they are. You know what I mean? Like if you see them on campus, you know, that's one of the big dudes. He might be O-lineman, whatever. Uh-huh. We're, we're visible. We, you see our girls. You see the face the whole time. <laughs> They're wrapped up in helmets with the visors, all that stuff. Nobody really knows who they are. So they do all this tremendous stuff. And they can't even really get the pat on the back for it. Mm-hmm. You see them walking on the street like, yeah, I, I, you're a big dude. You probably play football. I don't know your name, but. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you probably play for me. Obviously, Aaron Donald, the big name guys, the Tom Brady's of the world, but it is what it is. But saying, I'll ask you the same question, but I'll just keep it limited to basketball. Looking at one player in the league now, who do you think would be I mean, the ideal slam ball? I think of it a little bit differently. I would say, like, a guy like Drew Holiday can do, like, everything on the floor. Kind of, too, like, he, there's no limit of what he can do. Mm-hmm. He's not, the, like, the greatest on, you know, on, on, on any skill, but he stands out every time. And like, it takes you in slam ball to do a lot of different things at one time, you know, and mm-hmm. to be fearless. So I, I, just, I think somebody with a skill set like, like a Drew Holiday would, would, would be dope in slam ball. But you remember when Ja was taken off on people and missing, mm-hmm. and you were just like blown away yeah, by the yeah. miss, like, whoa, the yeah. commitment was like out of control. That's what makes a great slam ball player. And then he started catching people for real, and it's like he had to build up to that. But like what we're looking for is those guys that just get Zach up in the type of guys like that. Yeah, Zach's phenomenal. It's just Zach isn't going after everyone the way Ja is. Ja got a chip on his shoulder. He's like, I'm the only small guard in the entire league almost. Derrick Roses. Derrick Roses. Old school. Yeah, because he's built like that. Yeah, Derrick Roses. You think I can dunk on you? Right now? Please make that. On a slam ball? Oh, not on a real. I can't touch the backboard. What are you talking about? Slam ball? I'm not good with the trampoline. I'm not good maneuvering on the trampolines, but 
Hey, I'm so scared. And I didn't, I didn't, I was going to ask you, but I just felt like it didn't make sense. But injuries from previous to now, like, was. I'm glad you that. Was, that, but yeah. that was my thing, like, yeah. watching back in them, like, shit, I'm, I don't know how to land properly to do this shit. Yeah, so we train people how not to get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And the training really goes a long way. So even though it's a contact sport, like football or rugby, our injury rates. This is football and rugby up here, and we're way down here with basketball. So our injury rates are right in line with basketball. Mm -hmm. And typically, 25% of our injuries are just an ankle roll, right? And so we found this um, product called Ankle Roll Guard that straps to the outside of your shoe and has this little sidecar on it. And it catches the spring bed and just puts your foot back into the proper position so you don't roll your ankle just from fatigue, right? So the craziest thing is that we think we can get our injury rates under basketball. And that's with basketball and football players playing the same sport. Because as crazy as the shit looks on TV, right? You're falling into a trampoline. There's no better like safety mechanism on earth than falling into that trampoline. So what kind of shoes are being used? Basketball? It was basketball shoes at first. You know, you're gonna roll your ankle anyway. It's 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 okay so because i i don't i never rode ankles when i because i ran track i used to always you have rubber do, ankles yeah always used to do this this yeah. is just part of track just yeah. making sure you're on the outside of your ankles all the time so yeah. whenever i landed i landed like this yeah right so there's like certain type of shoes that like like if i'm anthony davis mm-hmm. anthony davis better off in chucks Mm. Right? Because what happens is when you start getting shoes that has these big platforms, right. when your ankle rolls, it has a further distance. Right? Yeah. Right? right? You right. know, Chucks is, <laughs> there's right. nothing, there's really Crazy. nothing there. Yeah, so, so there's like, even with like someone like Kobe's, right? They put this little, this little extra little extension on it. Yep. Well, what happens is if your ankle goes over that extension, right. yeah. your yeah. ankle's gone. Well, the truth is when you and I are walking around, just your body weight on the wrong ankle mm-hmm. on a regular step will break your ankle, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's living with that exposure. And the idea, that w- the thing that we kept running into is it's it's really only fatigue on the slam ball oh. court. So when you're on the court for the first half hour, the first hour, you're really precise about your foot positioning. 90 minutes in, your foot so positioning just, starts yeah. to slide. Two hours in, your foot positioning starts to slide. So we noticed in the data, because our entire organization is data-driven, right? We noticed that the injuries were happening at the end of these sessions. So this ankle roll guard just catches the bed and just puts your foot down in the right position without you even thinking about it. So if we get through training camp and our and our injury rates are below what they've been in the past, and that simple ankle roll is 25% of our injuries, so we have a really good chance to cut into those numbers. Numbers, mm-hmm. then I think you know we can make the claim that we're on par with or safer than basketball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. 
the ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation the ultimate chillin by a different pool every day of the week vacation this is the icon of vacations icon of the seas arriving in 2024 book today come seek the royal caribbean ships registry bahamas fatigue is fatigue is um all injury sports, really. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, uh, <laughs> and then when you really, when you really think about it, it's mostly because you're not in the tip-top yeah. shape, trying to do the same things that you you think you can do, but you can't. So, last question for both of you, Mason. I'll let you go first. Sure. Actually, no, Stan, I'm gonna let you go first because <laughs> I know you're gonna really bring bring the the gusto with it. <laughs> but you know, you've been out, you've been out in China, spreading spreading the movement, planting the seeds, mm. really trying to make this an international sport. So, what are your visions for slam ball now and in the future? Um, well, immediately it's just trying to find the right guys that can play because we, we, we took the, the sport as far as it can come right now, but we do have a lot of history of knowing, you know, um, where it can go and how much we didn't have leading up to now. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have, like we said, we didn't, we didn't have anybody teaching us what to do when we got out there. Now we got people that we can come in and have a whole training program ready for these guys and they can take it from there. Um, so moving up, I'm just trying to see what guys are, are committed, can see the same opportunity that we saw with this and, and kind of carry the torch, right? And those are guys we want to put all of our energy into and make sure that they, you know, they're, they have all the skills ready so when they come out, we're going live this year. You know, we, we're doing slam ball live. We never mm-hmm. did that before. Mm-hmm. You know, now we got we're not we're not going back and taking an edit and say, oh, this dude, you know, he messed up, <laughs> cut that out real quick. You know what I mean? So whatever we only did do, that in the first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, just saying, you know. So it's it, it means a lot to me because this is a legacy for me too, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, formation also. Like, so I just want I, I just want to see guys with the um, with the mentality and the and the heart just. I want to give this a really good shot. And, you know, I don't want whatever work you guys put in uh, before now to go to go un, un, unnoticed or unrecognized. I want to carry that torch and give this, the, you know, the, the biggest shot I can, you know, right now. So that's my thing moving up. And um, we have a lot of different uh, things that we've been thinking about on how the sport is supposed to look. You know, with the team, you know, you know, a team has its own vibe, it has mm-hmm. its own culture to it. You know, not only just the sport, but each team has its vibe. Like the Pistons, you knew what that was mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. You knew what you got. And we, we want to create that vibe for each team and make sure that, you know, all the players understand, you know, um, you know, how important this is, this opportunity is right now to give it 100 percent. Like, that's it, you know. So I'm coming in with a, I'm not playing anymore. I'm not, I'm not thinking about playing no more. I'm just thinking about which guys can I, can I put all my energy into and say, hey, I want to see you do good. I want to see this happen the way it didn't happen for me or whatever uh, resources was not available for me when we was playing it. I want you to take advantage of that and I want to see you, you know, succeed. So. It makes the same question for you. What's your vision for slam ball now and then in the future? Well, you know, we went and started going out to people and like broadcasters and brand partners and venues and the whole nine yards. And we thought we would have to like convince people like, nah, this is real. Nah, this is legit. Cause that's what I've been doing for 20 years. And it's weird because I've been saying the exact same thing. (laughs) And for, for the longest time I was an idiot. And now all of a sudden people are saying things like that's brilliant. And I was just like, well, how's it? It's the exact same thing. So the crazy thing is that 
you know, people are just, we hit this like weird algorithmic Venn diagram of nostalgia and young people on social media. And if we can connect the dots between those two audiences, we're gonna come out of the gate with way wider appeal than people are expecting. So I think it's pretty clear we're gonna make a really strong splash this summer. And then what's crazy is we've got a really great organization that we're building that includes former players, that includes you know MLS executives and things like that so that we can improve the product year over year so that you really have continuity and we can tell the stories. That's it. I mean, there are, if we're gonna tell the stories over a multi-year period. People are gonna fall in love with our athletes, fall in love with the stars, be able to follow the narratives. And then in the off season, we're gonna do international events, right? And bring the best players back to slam ball. So what took the NBA, you know, 20 years to globalize their game, we're gonna do it in just a handful of years. And then four or five years down the road, there's a World Cup format, there's the Olympics. Oh no, okay, I sound like a crazy person mm-hmm. right now. But it's legit, like we've distributed slam ball all around the world and the television ratings have been spectacular. So we know that people are into this. I'll, I'll end on this point. There's only two sports highlights that cross every cultural and political dividing line in the entire world, and that's the soccer goal and the basketball slam dunk. Mm -hmm. And when they write the story about this, I hope that the narrative goes something like, these guys recognized that the slam dunk had so much power culturally and then nobody owned it. And then we built a whole sport around it that the world fell in love with. And that's, that's, that's our fondest hope for where we're going. Well, that's real. Well, y'all be in Vegas this summer. We're going to be in Vegas, Vegas this summer. summer. Let's go. Well, let's go ahead and <laughs> link up and get it cracking. But Mason, Stan, we appreciate y'all pulling up to the show. This has been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.